Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to Inside the Firm. I am your co-host here with the other co-host, Lance Psycho. I'm a co-host today. You know why? Why? I got him a drink. Oh, I was, I got out a little, little coffee drink there. Caramel macchiato. If Fenty. You know what? We talk about starting a business a lot. A lot. And, and what to do. And some of you might have business partners like we do. You might. And if you've known your business partner for almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. And every time you ask him if he wants a coffee, he says yes. And then one time he doesn't reply because he's in a podcast with someone else. Should you bring that business partner a coffee? Mm, maybe. <laughs> so I was making fun of Lance yesterday and then because he didn't bring me a coffee. And this morning he surprised me. And actually I knew in my head, I was like, he's going to bring me a coffee today. I just knew it. Hell yeah. He, he, I know you, Lance. I know you. He knows me. Um, he, uh, he came up with um, a really uh, cool uh, little colloquium and it says revenue without risk and then i said damn you just earned a drink al just Just earned earned a drink drink. there you go speaking of that today's a special day because it's our launch day launch day of our course architect to builder we'll get into it but i just wanted to let you know that it is now live we've worked hard on it there's some really cool things on it you can go to architects which is plural architects guide to to.com so architectsguide2.com and that's where you can get it if um there's a coupon code so in case you miss this later uh, i'll tell it to you right away it's capital itf so for inside the firm right itf 25 no spaces not spelled out just the number 25 itf 25 all capitalized and that's basically by the end of next week first 25 people get 25 percent off <clears throat> inside the firm listeners this is the only place we're saying that so um you know this is all just for you for exclusive the deal exclusive deal yep trust me one one, one of the ways to think about this is uh what is going to be going to be my rate of return oh. on this project i want you to think about it this way architects too okay let's say you're just building your own house like let's say you bought the land Maybe your name is Nick Renard and you are going to build your own house, right? And you want you don't want to hire a general contractor because you want to save 10 to 20%, right? Because that's what a general contractor fee is going to be. This course is going to allow you to do that. It's going to allow you to maintain that awesome design all the way throughout your building process and not have to cut corners, cut out windows, reduce uh, the, the, the kind of materials you want to use, you know, dumb it down. It's interesting that you say that because the guide is geared toward architects transitioning their clients, how to, what to do, and the building process of clients to contract a con, you know, contract to build the house, right? Yep. But one of our clients who I knew was either going to build his house or be kind of heavy handed into it, and it doesn't kind of meet our criteria, so it wasn't going to be us, so it was no big deal. 
saw it on Facebook because we were promoting it, you know, early and he immediately bought it. And, and I did the, um, of course this course does cost money, but in my head, just in like, in that scenario, I go, he's doing a huge house. I was like, he's going to save 50 to a hundred thousand dollars. Like the rate of return. I was like, for that person, somehow I should have charged 10 times more, you know, but like, we're not obviously doing that, you know, but that's a great way to think about it. The rate of return on this course, because multiple people are buying is easily 10 X easily 10 X. Yeah. Just the, the, the profit from not missing something, not losing money because you're missing out on what needs to happen. You didn't account for it. It came out of contingency, all that to the profit you get from extending thousands of percent return thousands of percent return on this investment so uh take a look at it um there's if if i go to if i just go to architect architects sorry if i just go to architects guide Two, uh if you just scroll down there's a neat little video and it's so what is this course about you'll see yours truly alex's yours truly on there we give a little intro about it and then if you scroll down even further you're on that too Yep, I know. I, I met both of us. Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> and then um, there's a, there's another preview, too, of how to get the most out of this course. So you get an inside peek um, about what it's all about and and who, who, it's, who it's from. Yep, and it, it lists out uh, a whole bunch of the videos that are on. There's obviously resources. I feel like we're kind of doing a, a little preview right now, so let's just keep rolling with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's all that. Uh, little frequently asked questions, and then you have two different options. Uh, one-time payment, that's where you can put the coupon code in and get the 25% off. The payments over three pay- payments doesn't have that, um, so it's just kind of the one p- time that has the, the discount. One of the coolest things that, that I believe that we did, and if you're a listener, you've probably heard us harp on this, reducing your feedback loop, right? How do you reduce your feedback loop? And we apply this to everything we do. And one example is how we model in Revit. We model like it's going to be constructed, right? That helps out so much because you have so much con, con, uh, confidence and clarity once you go to the building stage that you know what you're doing, you know it's modeled right, you know if there's something missing, you can easily cut a section or, or do something to, to make that construction project go smoothly right? We took that same concept of mimicking reality and brought it into when we're transitioning from architect to builder. Honestly, a lot of these lessons we learned the hard (laughs) and stupid way, (laughs) you know, from building one tiny house and the building two monster tiny houses to building uh, houses, to building additions, to building an eightplex. Like there's a lot of lessons that you do not need to learn the hard way that will save you thousands will save you anxiety, will save you headaches, and we want to pass that on to you. But the other transition too is the resources that we give you. How can we make that mimic construction? Mm-hmm. So when we were putting this together, not only did it come from our experience, we reached out to other builders, other people we know. There's bonus interviews with those builders. Um, looked at their, hey, what's your bid spreadsheet look like? What does these other things look like? Yep. And all honestly all the bid spreadsheets they're all different even the bank ones that we've gotten for different projects they're all different right so at first i was thinking this was a couple months ago when i was putting it together you know i just want to make sure i don't miss anything and then it hit me why don't we mimic our bid spreadsheet to mimic the phases of construction 
it's so much more clear and make sure you don't miss anything. So for example, a plumbing bid might come in <clears throat> and the plumbing actually gets paid out at rough plumbing, at final plumbing, and sometimes there's plumbing fixtures, right? So you can break that bid out into those phases. And then you might see like, oh, they didn't have um, a number for plumbing fixtures. So, so who's supplying the toilets and all that? Oh, I guess it's me. You don't miss that. There's multiple, multiple things like that. Your foundation example, yep. give yep. that. Yeah, the excellent example for foundation is, um, so, and, and really what this comes down to is um, subs just do their best, but understand that these are blue collar folks then working with white collar folks. And so they're not used to all this paperwork and being highly detailed and everything. They're just used to, I want to just build a foundation. I just want to build a uh, frame the wall. I want to do the drywall. Like I just want to do my job, right? And that's probably the part they don't like the most about their job. I know for a fact that because I've had these conversations with them where they're like, ah, this is not my, you know, thing. So the foundation example is <clears throat> we found with our foundation folks a couple times of, hey, what is this extra charge for? And they go, oh, excavation. I'm like, well, why didn't you include that with your foundation bid, right? So this spreadsheet is going to give you a leg up 100% about what to look for. It's going to be a cross check. For any of you who are starting a, a building project for the first time, you're gonna go. You're gonna you're gonna look at all of these line items. And you're gonna make sure that you talk to that sub and say, "Hey, did you include this? Did you include this item in there?" And what that example is like excavation. Because here's the example. Let's say you're doing a house. Let's say it's four hundred thousand, right? Let's say you have a good contingency budget. <clears throat> all of a sudden, it comes in, and this is one example of many. Mm -hmm. But. They, you know, you start your project and they go, yeah, you're going to do the whole foundations. They're like, yeah, <clears throat> who's your excavator, right? Well, I thought you were. Oh, no, no, that's going to cost $20,000 more. Oh, hi, Mr. Person that I just said it was 400000 Looks like it's going to be 420000 He says, nope, it's not. It's going to be 400000 Do you have that in contingency? Do you not have that contingency? Like, just take that example, multiply it by all the different subs and all the different areas. And that's one of the big lessons that we help you walk through in this course. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's kind of a preview of it. You can go to architectsguide2.com to kind of see more in detail and make sure that you use that coupon code, ITF25, all capital, um, by next Friday to get your 25% off. First 25 people get that. There you have it. Al, did you know we are well, uh, we are in 2021 here and it's well underway? Uh, yeah, I actually just came to that conclusion about a week ago. It feels like it, right? Yeah. You're, you're beyond that first month, right? So with 2021 well underway and trade shows still weighing physical exhibitions, it's time to start planning how you're going to get your continuing education credits this year. That's right. ArcCat can help. Along with manufacturer products, specifications, CAD, and BIM, ArcCat also provides a list of over 150 manufacturers with accredited courses. It's just another free resource that ArcCat provides to make your life a little easier. Start earning those credits at ArcCat.com forward slash C-E-S. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com forward slash C-E-S. E S make it happen. You got to get them done. Why not get a jump start on it? There you go. Make it happen. Um, I'm going to read to everyone. Al reads. 
Al reads the man in the arena. I, um, by Teddy Roosevelt. You probably heard it before, Ooh, Teddy. but about a week ago, I needed to reread this. And this is for anyone else that's at a stage where they need to hear this again. So here goes. <clears throat> it is not the critic who counts, nor the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who actually strives to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. So that place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Mm. If you needed that, um, if you needed that, that was for you. That was for you. That was for you. And... So you made me think of what Teddy is. If you need something to watch this weekend, yeah. trust me, watch Stars in the Sky, a hunting story, and it's got a great, uh, it's got a great excerpt about Teddy and what led him to be a conservationist. So that is the one good thing I like about Teddy Roosevelt. I don't have to go further than that. Is that he was a great conservationist, and what he did is he he, he helped set up. Um, basically, the, uh, the the great partnership that there is in the United States between hunters, fishermen, outdoorsmen, outdoor women, for they it's it's like a perfect public-private partnership in how all of their fees for their hunting licenses, their fishing licenses, even 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 when you if you just go visit parks like Rocky Mountain National Park and stuff like that, how all the private money helps maintain all that open space mm-hmm. and and all of that for you. So so go Teddy Roosevelt. For getting that done, and that's on <laughs> Netflix, not on Prime. That is on Netflix. My there brother, my brother, uh, my brother told me to watch that, and I did. Yep. And my wife was like, "Well, I didn't need to see the animals being butchered." And I'm like, "That's part of it." Yeah, you got it. <laughs> like, how do you think the fish? Yeah. What do you think I do to the fish? Did she like it though, or not? She didn't care. It helped her understand the idea of the history, hunting and fishing, and what it is. And the thing that put in perspective for me is like one of the best things that he says, and uh, I can't remember what his name is, who's in it. It doesn't matter. Is it, a Joe Rogan guy. What the yeah. heck is his name? Uh, uh, Steve Rinella. Rinella. Steve Rinella. Yep. Steve Rinella does a really good job of explaining to these very like anti-hunter, anti-fisher people about, uh, he was like, their argument is it's unnatural because we're civilized people now, right? Mm. We're we're literally talking. Me and Alex are talking into microphones right now, and then we're going to put that on the internet. It's going to fly up to space. It's going to like you know the you know the deal. Yeah, we're space Elon people. Musk. Elon Musk. We're basically Elon Musk. We're basically right now. Elon Musk. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> what it put in, you know, his rebuttal was, okay, that might be so. For the last hundred years, we've made some giant leaps. We've went to the moon, literally, right? But yeah, before that, yeah. before that. This is this is the majority of human existence is literally chasing things to survive. Yep. Gathering things to survive, killing things to survive. Like it is a primal thing and we you can't 
undo all of that DNA and all of that just embedded hunter-gatherer. You can't do it. Well, also to dovetail on that, we have been in that ecosystem for hundreds of thousands of years. So while we are all Starman, Elon Musk right now, nature had us in their ecosystem for hundreds of hundreds of thousands of years and here's the difference too between america and other countries so i don't know who was telling me this i think they were from france maybe spain maybe right britain but let's say france and they said uh we don't have public lands like you i know and here's the difference i think some people get confused they might have a national park of Mm -hmm. france i'm sure they do have national parks Mm -hmm. national wildlife areas okay we have that too you can't hunt really in national parks we have public land, yeah. meaning I bet you we have more public land or the equivalent we to do. as big as France is, like all of yeah. France. No, easily. So, Especially if you count Alaska. Alaska is huge. Oh, yeah. So if there's a place in America slash places as big as France that the wildlife, we have been a part of that ecosystem, <clears throat> just because we're all star men doesn't mean that we're not part of that. That, that ecosystem doesn't need us also. In that light. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. This podcast is also about architecture. I'm Ah. I got I got I got (laughs) to read for you. Architecture, business, construction, and anything AEC related, basically, right? Uh, We're gonna do a little Lance reads. Nick is not reading today. That fella. Uh, Okay. Uh, So I found a little rant online today or online this week, and I wanted to talk about it. Um, So here's the rant. Okay. This is not written by me. This is written by somebody else, but I'm reading, but I want to read it to Al and I want his opinion and I want your opinion too. So you can always write and email us to us, right? Why architects are so screwed up about fees since there are so many posts about quote, how much should I charge? End quote. I thought I would throw some notions out there. I've been watching this industry for maybe 40 years. When I first started out, we were all hand drafting and fees were calculated based on how long it would take to produce the documents. We would do, quote, cartoon sets, end quote. That had a diagram of each sheet and tried to estimate how long it would try take to draw the floor plans. Then the elevations, sections, details, etc. We might compare this to other rules like 40 hours per sheet. I remember even doing this, Al. Yeah. This worked. We o- used to do a price per sheet. Yeah. To just to try to figure out, like, okay, how can we gauge this quickly? This worked okay during the AutoCAD era, too. Since CAD was merely an electronic pencil, I would agree with that. But now with the advent of BIM, architects are still clinging to the old time-based notion of fees and haven't kept up with the truly massive changes brought about by this technology. Thank you for acknowledging this, sir, who wrote this. If I draw a floor plan with a roof in BIM, often I will open the exterior elevation sheet and they are, he put this in all caps, they are already done. Yeah, I know there are still some adjustments to be made. Materials can automatically can be automatically notated in seconds. This is true. Dorm window schedules are already done with very little editing. This is true. A roof plan is mostly done. This is also true. Uh, details can be dragged and dropped. 100% true. Components, BIM, go to arcad.com. A 3D perspective, which used to be a time-consuming luxury item, can be generated in a few seconds and sent to a conduct sheet. I don't know what that is. Stairs are calculated automatically. Oh, my God. That's a huge one. That is huge. How, how, how are we overlooking that? We complain about the stairs in Revit, but my God. What a think about that calculation yeah. you don't have to do anymore. Go from this level to that level. Done. And then give it the parameters. And it will literally, hopefully, if you're smart, keep you from making giant stair mistakes. Framing can be generated in 2D and 3D. We do that with a single click. 
Yeah, it can actually. You can do the framing, um, like the beam systems. Area calculations are done automatically in Nice Table. If you have uh, our template, then now all of a sudden you'll get a calculation based off of that, right? Yep. Rocketship.com. Two, pe- <laughs> two people can Just compete. You know. Yeah. Two people can compete for projects that were formerly done by a team of ten people. Gosh, it's so true. Even here's how far I would go with that. We are doing giant multifamily projects with one person. Mm-hmm. I mean. And no oversight. And one no, person doing production. Yeah. Yes. That's the way. Yeah. That's what I mean. <clears throat> My sense, though, is that many architects are not yet facile with BIM software, and it still takes them a lot of time to produce documents. So hourly billing feel, billing feels like a way to not be taken to the cleaners. But it's very hard to be competitive on this basis. Meanwhile, there's a generation of architects and designers who really understand their software and have taken the time to become highly efficient. Like it or not, there are many folks out there who can produce decent conducts. I guess that means construction docks for a new mainstream house in under eight hours. Whoa. Including framing and foundation plans. This is the current reality. The comfort of estimating document production time has been thrown out the window with this new technology. I would agree. And clinging to hourly estimates as the basis for generating fees. Estimates has has been made obsolete 100%. Architects need to figure out a better way to charge based on their value. Because time-based fees are not going to be sustainable in the long term, especially as production cycles get to be shorter and shorter. Alex, core thoughts. Uh, remind me to come back to the value question. Okay. But I want to hit... I'm going to I'm gonna write it down. Go ahead. I'm going to hit on the history, right? Yep. yep. So let's look at what the majority of buildings were in the past. Mm-hmm. There's two types. Go to any small town, medium-sized town. Brick. Even, even bigger towns that haven't changed as much you'd have your downtown main street and then you'd have 25 or 50 foot wide commercial structures by 150 foot deep and they were a rectangle and you'd have your storefront and that was the shape of them and then the exterior brickwork was all you know like that was the differentiator right they're all the same shape it's just that decoration that's different now what else was built a lot the houses around it Right, And you might think, hey, they were built with a bunch of details. Mm-hmm. Not the shape. Mm-hmm. Not the shape. If you look at those old colonial buildings, they are boxes, maybe with a turret, and then a lot of detail around it. Maybe with a bay window, but they are boxes. Right. So you spent all your time, oh, here's your box that you can build in. Mm-hmm. So here's your floor plan. Now let's spend some time making these details. Right. So it mm. looks pretty. Right. Is that how it works now? No, your time isn't quickly executing the floor plan and then working on details. It is because of you can change the software. Mm-hmm. The floor plan becomes complicated. Mm-hmm. The, all the zoning rules allowed for all these exceptions and these different things. So now it's not about the details. It's about the design. And then all of a sudden it's about this code compliance. So now the majority of your work is how do you fit <clears throat> something that maxes out the site with all these exceptions and all these variances and all these heights where before it was, no, 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 you build a box here and we all know you're building a box here and it's done. Now it's bulk planes in front, bulk planes in back. Um, Hey, what is your neighbor at? Then, you know, like it's, it's all this. So like you're literally spending a lot of your time to just work within the code when before it was, no, no, we made a main street. Here's your water. Here's your sewer. Like, we aren't arguing for months 
about where the water yes. and sewer comes in and where the drainage is. Like we just solved it and it was a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. It was a lot simpler, right? We don't live in that world anymore, mm-hmm. right? So since it's not simpler, since the bureaucracy now has introduced itself into that unsimpler world, they have no incentive to be efficient. We all know this. Yep. So now that, you know, makes it even crazier the time. So now it's like, it's not the drawings. It's the changes to the drawings. Mm -hmm. Because I could probably draw a house in uh, eight hours. I could. But no, no client, client, you don't have anything to say. And also like. I my could draw mine is structural. Let's be clear, though. What? Yeah. Without structural, yes. Without structural, right? And it depends on how some people do structural sure, because sure, we model sure. the structural, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then the rules would have to be so simple that, like, you wouldn't have to model in the bulk planes, model in the height, model in all this other stuff, right? Yes. But that's not what we're doing. So, that's the major change. And you probably, you know, you can't address everything, but I'm like, it's, it's kind of a total different world. We're not just doing floor plans and then decoration and then calling it a day, you know? Um, the second thing is how to charge based on values. Uh-huh. I've always found this to be difficult. Yep. Right? Um, because it's based on what the client values, not what you value. Right? Mm-hmm. And it depends on what economy you're in. If the client values sitting down with you, going over multiple design iterations, really honing in on every details. Yeah. Charge 10%, 15%, 20% of the construction budget. If they say, no, no, no. I just want to make a house that the floor plans fits my family mm-hmm. in this neighborhood. Yep. Now who are you competing against and who can do all that? Exactly. So, oh, my value, I have better design decisions than other people. Maybe. But honestly, I look at a lot of architects, even our competition. I'm like, yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. There's a lot of talented people. Yeah. It's a big, it's a little pond, a lot of fish. So what is your value differentiator? If if you're just as good at his design than me. Oh, I can get him through the construction permit quicker. Eh, so can I. What are we competing on? Yep. Uh, and this is a question. What You tell me, Lance. What are we competing on? We are competing on. Uh, for us, it is it is service. It is a it is a uh, uh, an experience that people we want people we want we, what we try to do is give people an experience where it's a it's a fun and enjoyable experience. Because I, I like to I, people have heard me if you're a long time listener you have heard this many many times. Uh, one of our sales pitches is that this is you might only build one time in your life. This better be an enjoyable experience for you. You need to make sure of that, and we are the right team for that. Right? Wrong. The other thing, <laughs> okay, go do your other thing. And then the other thing, the other thing is, uh, well, now you threw me off here. Oh, the other thing is that we are valued, that we are uh, trusted advisors. I really like that phrase. And one of the ways that we that we sell at our firm for that is that a we're modeling like it's built, so it's now it's harking back to the BIM stuff. And then I can literally, as I'm sitting here in the mezzanine recording this podcast with Alex, I can look around, and I I, I literally I, what I do is I usually point to the drop beam, that's right behind Alex. And I point to the HVAC system that runs right along it. And I go, you see, that's a result of us modeling like it's built. It's this beautiful fusion of structure and architecture and form and function and all of the above. So maybe that's not what Al wanted to hear, but that's what I say. So that was nice. That was cute. That was wrong. 
yeah. <laughs> and I'm just being an a-hole now. Um, but the reason why, and, and I think you'll get this is that <clears throat> anyone can say that. Lance just said that you could copy that. So anyone can say that. Yep. We used to differentiate and we still do based on our Revit skills and that we fuse the structural with it. We model like it gets built. We tell them about construction takeoffs and all that. <clears throat> Here's the answer that, that I'm going for. And I thought you'd go to because it ties into what we're launching today. Oh, we, we are also builders. That's not to say that we are going to build your structure, but since we know how to build, we know what costs are, we know what scheduling are, we can take all that knowledge, eliminate all those errors starting from day one, right? And that's, our, that's a, a heavy differentiator that is hard to get. If someone says, we have great service, we model great, stuff like that, that's easy for other architects to get. If you can say that you've built and you've constructed mm-hmm. and you applied that all, mm-hmm. that is hard, hard, hard for other people to get. Way hard. We made it easier by going to architectsguide2.com and, and do, you know, buy that. But that has been key. Like the resistance almost drops. It's, there's none anymore, which is so great. It goes Gosh. to almost zero. I, honestly, I, I try to not lose sight of that, Al. Yeah. Seriously, now because I remember how hard it was at the beginning. It was so hard. It was so hard. Yeah. So if you, uh, I just looked this up. We did do an episode on this. So if you are a longtime listener, I would encourage you to go back to episode eighty. How can your design, uh, how can your design and vision add value? So if you don't have the building experience, or you're not going to take that that leap to become an architect plus builder, I think you're kind of back there at, at episode eighty. Uh, so take a look at that. And if you're a new listener, once again, please go back to episode zero, start over from the beginning, leave us a five-star review, all that stuff. You help right. us keep going. Uh, okay. Wh- one last thing I'll say yeah. about this, about this Lance But, but do you, like, I know I was being mean to you, but like, that's, that's, that's the, the better answer. Yeah. yeah. The, um, it's the only thing Alex is ever right about. <laughs> he didn't hear that. And so, uh, but the last thing I would say about this is that, um, this is this was a really good rant because it's the truth. It's the cold hard truth. It's it's the reality. It's you have no excuse. I don't think if you're still drafting by hand, drafting by AutoCAD, to to go to RevitRocketShip.com, make the leap. Trust me, we we are going to help you multiply yourself. We're going to help you become more profitable. Like there there's plenty of work out there. We don't we don't we don't think you know. It's not about us holding like anything tight to our brand's vest or anything. Improve your life. Improve your business. Get into BIM and start doing all of those things while maintaining, you know, fees that work for you. Cut down the production time. Don't feel bad about it. Profit. Get there. And and don't feel bad about like if other architects are like, oh, I know another architect. I won't name it. I won't name his name, but he's confronted me a few times on the on the internet and been like, oh, that how how can you do fees for that for that little. And for me, it's like, what? This is the most we've ever gotten for ho- for house for custom houses. Mm. And I'm like, at the end of the day, we'd have to literally compare books. But I guarantee, like, because we haven't laid anybody off, because we we usually give out bonuses, like we are running a solid ship here. Yeah, it's working well. We're multiplying all that stuff. So check that out. What do we got next? Since Nick is not reading. Okay, so <clears throat> this is the part of the podcast where we were going to talk to the, about the architect to builders course, but we kind of just got excited and did it. In I'm the so beginning. excited. It's launch day. It's whoop, launch day. Whoop, whoop, whoop. But I just want to read you something that, that I wrote because I think it relates. Um, and it's on the website, but here it goes. So, uh, I believe I, I know 
that most of you want to do a great job, make something cool while also profiting for yourself or your company. But in order to do that, you need to know how to turn clients into construction contracts, run your construction jobs well, and ultimately make a process, a profit. The problem is that there's a daunting level of details and steps to this process, which might make you feel like failure is inevitable and it isn't worth, worth the risk. We believe it's wrong that architects know the buildings they design fully. They already take on huge risks. They spend countless hours on the project and get paid the least. We understand this because we've been there. That's why we built tiny houses, additions, custom homes, and townhomes ourselves so that we can pass on those lessons, saving you thousands and creating thousands in profits for you. So here's how it works. Go to architectsguide2.com, enroll in the course. Watch and apply the strategies, the resources, and the guides to your current projects, and then grow your business and unlock your profit by mastering these skills. So stop passing on the profit to someone else and start pocketing the profit that you've worked hard for. That's the read. Yep. That's the pitch. And the difference that like of the multiple of hard lessons that we learned is we show you how to not be architect kind of builder overlapping. Mm. Yeah. So that it's like separated. It, yep. So it's not overwhelming. That's the big thing. So you can manage every, everything effectively and multiply. Yep. The only way you're ever going to get to the point of financial stability, financial excellence, um, putting yourself in a position where you can start pursuing your dreams, like maybe taking a Wednesday off here and there and going fishing all day. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't think you were going to get in a fishing reference. Look at you. Congratulations. Uh, that's the second one today. That's the second one today. Uh, yeah. I, but I forgot. Is if you do stuff like this. <laughs> Inside the firm listeners, which you are, they, once you click, you know, enroll, there's a place to put on a coupon code, capital ITF for inside the firm, capital ITF 25, the first 25 of you, uh, literally it ends by next Friday, get 25% off the course. Make that happen. And also let's make some A-R-E Jeopardy happen and bring down the firm. All right, question one. Habitable, habitable, habitable spaces other than kitchens shall be uh, shall not be less than blank feet in any plan dimension. A, seven feet. B, six feet. C, six foot, six inches. D, seven foot, six inches. You should get this one right. And Tyler looks around. <laughs> Reba. Do. Reebs. Do. Reebs. Do. What is happening here? There we go. Which, okay. A, A, B, A, A. There we go. A is the correct answer. Seven foot. Good job. We yep. should. Oh, that's a big one always. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Question two. Nightclubs are in which occupancy classification? A, A2. B, A1. C, a10 Warthog, aka the Fairchild Republic A10 Thunderbolt. Or D A3. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. 
We have D, B, A, D, A. It is A, A2. It is A2. Anyone say C? Anyone A10 Warthogs? Nope. All right. Nice. <laughs> nice. Good one. Yeah. Warthog, a.k.a. the Fairchild Republic of the AFK. Love it. Yeah. Uh, number three. Structural camber is a useful design tool for avoiding what? How what? A, earthquakes. B, wind damage. C, ponding on flat roofs. D, corrosion of concrete beams. Structural camber is a useful design tool for avoiding what? What do we got? A, earthquakes. B, wind damage. C, ponding on flat roofs. And D, corrosion of concrete beams. C, D, B. Correct answer, C. C, ponding on flat roofs. Good job. Yep. Ponding. Ponding on flat roofs. Camber means up. Up, up, up. It's rounded. Uh, four. What is the most common dynamic environmental force with a horizontal component? A, water. B, wind. C, gravity. D, earthquakes. I don't know why there's a four there. What is the most common dynamic environmental force with a horizontal component? A, water. B, wind. C, gravity. D, earthquakes. <coughs> Uh, let's see, we have B. What do you got? A, B, D, C, all over the board. Wow. Uh, correct answers, B, wind. Wind. And we have two correct answers, three correct answers, two, two, two. Ross is murdering. Ross wins. Ross gets to pick where we go to eat. Do you, do you know? We don't know. We don't know. That so, isn't. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know, also... Uh, you haven't been listening. I'm going to leave you with one thing and one thing over only. That's if you want the Architect to Builders course, go to Architects Guide to architectsguidetoarchitectsguidetoarchitectsguidetoarchitectsguidetoarchitectsguidetoarchitectsguidetoarchitectsguidetoarchitectsguidetoarchitectsguidetoarchitectsguidetoarchitectsguidetoarchit